All right, we're on. This is Back to Being. I'm Dr. Marwin. Today, my guest is Dr. Courtney Brandenburg. Dr. Courtney was born in the windy city of Chicago and grew up in beautiful North Carolina. She graduated a bachelor's degree from the University of Maryland and her doctor of chiropractic degree from the Los Angeles College of Chiropractic. Growing up as an athlete and in a home that was dialed into healthy living, in all aspects, she experienced the profound effects of getting regularly adjusted early on and the impact it had on her running career, as well as her father experienced a medical miracle with chiropractic. Always knowing that she wanted to do something in the field of health, Dr. Courtney decided to pursue her studies in chiropractic. She was soon drawn to a type of chiropractic that benefits everyone and is not limited to pain management, but instead enhances the quality of life. She has undergone extensive training and extracurricular seminars on caring for expecting mothers, infants, children, the entire family, and nutrition. During chiropractic school, she was fortunate enough to serve in four separate chiropractic mission trips to El Salvador, Haiti, the Dominican Republic, and Nicaragua after graduating. After an interesting road, she finally settled down and opened her doors at Connection Health Center in Charleston, South Carolina in July 2019. And when she's not serving her practice members, you can find her traveling, working out, probably on the beach, cooking, having a cup of coffee, or attending some other seminars. Courtney, so good to see you again. Welcome to Back to Being. Honored to have you on. Thank you for having me. I'm super stoked. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. When was the last time I saw you in person? Or maybe it was, uh, I don't know, DE or Live Vision, Atlanta, two, three years ago. But I think it was Talk the Tick in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, you were competing, right? I was. I was representing the very not vitalistic school of <laughs> LACC, <laughs> representing yeah. hard. So that was a great experience for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, uh, we always run into each other at these seminars. So I don't know where the next one will be, but just <laughs> hopefully sooner than later, somewhere beautiful, you know, talking and learning the tick. So absolutely. So, you know, I was just in the kitchen and I told my roommate, Alban that I was going to interview you. And he asked me if you were named after the actress Courtney Cox. I don't think I was. I don't think either of my parents know who that is, (laughs) (laughs) which could be a good or bad thing. I'm not sure this day and age. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, well, anyways. (laughs) So so currently you're in lovely Charleston, South Carolina. That's actually where I got my, that's where I actually become a US citizen some years ago. Now tell me, yeah, now tell me, how did you choose Charleston? Oh, well, my dad always told me I need to come back east of the Mississippi. They thought I was going to meet a California boy and never come back. But, you know, things didn't happen that way. So I grew up in North Carolina, like you said. He said, come back east of the Mississippi. I was like, I am not going back to North Carolina. Uh, I need to be driving distance from my family. I need the beach. I want somewhere cool and hip. And I used to live in Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina, which is just north of here. Um, So, and I'd always come down to Charleston. I loved it. And, you know, that's kind of how it all came to fruition. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So how are the beaches there? Are you enjoying it? Well, currently they are closed, Hmm. (laughs) which is so sad. Um, But Sullivan's Island is my favorite. It's beautiful. Um, There's a cute little downtown area. It's definitely not like a Caribbean beach or anything, but you know, for, for the East coast, they have some great beaches here. Definitely. But as of right now, or well, two or three days ago with the coronavirus, they are closed. So 
it's pretty oh, wow. heartbreaking. But yeah, yeah, we're going to touch on that in a little bit too about what's going on there. Uh, but first, I want to talk about you and your journey. And you know, how did you like? Why chiropractic for you? What led you down this path? Well, I had always been getting adjusted when I grew up. My actually, when we referenced uh, my dad, he woke up one morning, couldn't feel his hands or arms or anything. And he's a dentist and you obviously need those to work, you know? And so he went to some sort of surgeon. They were going to have to go through the anterior part of his neck to, you know, do a spinal fusion. He said, absolutely not. I'm going to go to a chiropractor. I'm going to figure this thing out. So going, you know, four times a week for a couple months, he was able to regain everything back in his hands. So even at a young age, I was like, wow, what is this? That's, that's incredible. So Fast forward, went to undergrad and I gave the dental school thing a shot because, you know, legacy kind of thing. <laughs> my granddad was one. He's a CLB. My dad is a dentist. He's also CLB. My initials are CLB. So obviously I had to give it a try. <laughs> and I did. And they were like, you have to take the DAT over again. I said, absolutely not. We're not doing that again. So back to the drawing board. I my, he's also a nutritionist as well, my father. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get my master's in nutrition. I got into some places and I was just, wasn't, you know, in it 100%. It wasn't, you know, vibrating with me and went back and was just bartending. And my dad's like, all right, what are you going to do with that brain and that education? And we're like, oh my God, wait, why didn't I think about chiropractic school? Why didn't this, you know, happen earlier? I mean, everything happens exactly when it's divinely supposed to. So that's kind of how it all came to fruition. And obviously at that point in time, I didn't know there was a difference in chiropractic schools. I clearly went for location, needed to live in sunny Southern California, just needed a reason to. So that's why I went there. Uh, but yeah, that's how that all happened. Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. You have to hear that about your father. Yeah. I and mean, I'm glad everything's good with that. For sure. I, a chiropractor. He was, uh, yeah, he was a chiropractor in another life. I tell him that all the time. I'm like, <laughs> you know chiropractic better than some chiropractors. It's pretty incredible. So I'm super grateful for the path he led me down my entire life. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, you opened your own practice not too long ago. I know that's kind of a roller coaster. Tell me how that experience was starting up. Uh, it's kind of a long journey. I'll try to briefly talk about it. So in LACC, I was at LACC. I was dating a chiropractor who lived in Puerto Rico. We were long distance. Uh, I was planning on going to Puerto Rico and practice with him as an associate. And it's September 10th or something. Hurricane Maria, you know, demolished the entire country or Island. And that was, three months before I was graduating. So <laughs> a week later, we finally talk on the phone and he's like, you need a plan B. Puerto Rico is not happening. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't really have a plan B, but I guess I got to get one. So that's how uh, Charleston happened. So beginning of 2018, I moved to Charleston in, in February and I was going to open in Mount Pleasant. So downtown Charleston, the peninsula across that bridge, everybody sees, you know, on all the postcards and everything on that side is Mount Pleasant. So there's lots of families, very affluent area. And I was like, that's where I'm going to open. Mm -hmm. So I kept hitting so many roadblocks. First one is the South Carolina State Board lost 
all of my transcripts. I was like, how do you lose uh, all of them? So that was a setback. <laughs> and in the grand that, sounds like South, that sounds like South Carolina to me. I had some experience there before. So. Oh my God. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like snail mail. Well, it doesn't work around here, but neither here nor there. So that happened. And then my credit, I wake up one morning and I have an alert on my phone from Credit Karma. If you don't have that, get it. It literally saved me. Um, that my credit score went down 136 points overnight. I was like, what happened? And my dad's like, did you buy a house or something? I was like, no, come to find out somebody stole my identity, whatever. So taking care of that, calling the credit bureaus every week to try to follow up, that obviously, you know, slowed things down a little bit. Then I didn't get the bank loan, um, the business loan to start practice. And then I didn't get the first place I put a um, proposal in for, for to open my practice. I'm like, Lord, universe, what am I doing wrong? Like, I feel like I'm doing all the right things. You know, I'm you, mind, body, spirit. I'm also getting out in the community, doing so many networking things, just like putting my heart, soul, blood, sweat, and tears into it. Like, what am I doing wrong? And then uh, at the end of April of 2018, I <clears throat> was in Costa Rica with some Kairos and I got a call from my dad and he was like, Courtney, your mom is, she's got the flu. She's really sick. I'm like, you're not calling me. He's like, you need to come home. I'm like, when tomorrow? Seriously. Anyways, fast forward. She ended up getting diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia. So all of these roadblocks building up was just God in the universe, making sure that it was my time to care for my mom, make sure my family, like be the glue for my family, you know? So I became, Obviously, my practice was put on the back burner. I became her caregiver as she was getting um, treatment in Arizona at a naturopathic clinic. So we took her out there. I was back and forth still like juggling, like, what am I doing with practice? Like, I don't even know. But my calling right now and my greatest lesson as a doctor was to be there with her, you know, and just being able to keep my family together and making sure... You know, I knew what all these doctors were doing and making sure that the principle was in place in my heart and with her getting treatment, you know, it was, it was wild. Um, so fast forward, I get back to South Carolina and I'm back and forth still, uh, between North Carolina and South Carolina, helping my dad brothers take care of my mom. Then Puerto Rico doesn't work out. I do like five associate interviews between South Carolina and Florida. And I'm just a very, um, driven type a, um, I'm also a projector and a female that doesn't like to take direction from males. <laughs> so my dad's like, Courtney, you need to go down there and do what you were supposed to do. You need to open your practice. So I'm like, you're right. You just, every, and everybody, all my mentors have been like, just start small, just start small. So finally got a lease, got business license, all the things, and finally opened my doors July 1st of 2019. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> so it was, it was a journey and it's, you know, it's been, if I can handle everything in the past three years and now with all this madness with coronavirus, I'm like, I can't wait to be the best. I mean, I always want to consciously and presently be the best chiropractor, but it just, the things you go through shape you to be ready for anything else in the future, you know? So 
it's been a journey, but I'm grateful for all the tears and hardship and learning as much as I have at the beginning of all this, rather than, you know, having a family, kids, a way bigger practice, um, and then having to deal with all this and having a lot more responsibilities. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's quite, it's quite a ride, to be honest. <laughs> well, yeah, no, you definitely have to put, uh, give yourself a pat on the back for that. You've been through quite a lot. It. <laughs> yeah, and definitely it will, it will, it will uh, grow you to be strong. I was thinking in Spanish there, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Translating, I like it. Yeah. Always, always moving, always moving. Yeah, I'm losing my English. Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but that's going to create a strong fortress for you. And you are in Charleston, right? So pun intended. Yes. So, <laughs> and so you know like as you mentioned the uh, coronavirus you know i don't like to keep talking about it but as it is it inv- inevitably it is a topic of the day so right. what do you think about what's going on in the world right now i think it is absurd i think there are some underlying motives it's not about a virus yes there is a virus that is going around the globe but there's so much more to it than that. And I don't want to talk conspiracy theories because there's many differing opinions, but I just give conspiracy theories a second. And a lot of things are connecting the dots about what's going mm. on. Um, so I, th- I think it's blown way out of proportion. You know, we look at the amount of people that get the flu every year, 50,000 die, you know, every single year and only 500 have died from this in the United States. It's just, it doesn't add up. Con- dots are not connecting. And all of these um, celebrities are getting the coronavirus. So conspiracy theories, we can talk about that later. But I mean, it's just wild. A lot of things don't match up. But as doctors and healthcare practitioners, we need to be the front line of defense. I've told all my my patients, I'm going to be open until they make me shut my doors. You know, like your nerve controls your immune system you know your immune system is what's going to help you fight off this virus so just instilling you know the principle in them and how important it is to keep up with getting adjusted so that they can combat this within themselves if they come across the virus so I'm trying to put my opinions aside when I'm in the office and really hone in on just like how your body is amazing and can fight all this stuff off yeah definitely no yeah thank you for doing that I'm sure your patients are very very uh, happy about that too uh, being that pillar of health in your community, yeah. How how's it affected the uh, environment there? Like, are there less people out, or people? Is things going on as normal? Like, how is it? Oh, it's definitely been a huge shift. I mean, they started the ten person thing like a week or two ago, and then just last night, the city of Charleston put in a shelter only or some ordinance or whatnot where. You literally can't leave your house unless it's for essential things. So restaurants can still do the takeout. Doctor's offices can still be open. But anything that's non-essential, such as like getting your nails done or hair done, all those things are closed. So I'm riding the wave that we are essential healthcare providers as long as possible. Um, You know, we're helping the emergency rooms not be filled with back pain, migraines, neck pains, which so many people go, you know, to get drugs or whatever, but, you know, we are a resource for them to have beds for people that are now getting this virus. Um, but other than that, I mean, the energy is really heavy. Charleston's an old, very old city as it is. So there's like some weird energy, but this on top of it, you can just tell people are, it's all fear. It's all fear-based and it just, 
I try to shift their mindset and their perspective away from, you know, mainstream media and like, stop watching the news. Do you believe all that? Heck no. They're like, what do you believe? I'm like the opposite, literally the opposite. They're going to brainwash you. So, um, I just try to take everything that I hear about it with a grain of salt and do my own research and, you know, pray and, um, just stick the course and be as healthy as possible and try to do the same for my community and my practice members. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Thank you for that as well. So you take care of all kinds of people in your office. Is that correct? Like families from babies, pregnant mothers. Why is it important for pregnant mothers and babies and children to be under chiropractic care? Oh man. Um, you know, in the womb, people ask the best time to get adjusted or the most optimal. That's when they're in the womb. You know, think about how quickly babies are developing neurologically, especially, um, making sure mom's pelvis is in alignment. So that baby has the perfect environment and enough space to grow to full capacity. And so that the birthing process is beautiful. You know, everything mother dreams of having that pelvis in alignment helps with that smooth birth process. Um, also make sure they're functioning on all cylinders so that they can be mentally prepared and physically prepared. So the younger, the better. Um, a lot of times, you know, when we see adults, we're taking care of things that happened when they were kids, you know, subluxations build on each other. So we're just like scraping away, you know, crud to get to, you know, health pretty much. So the younger, the better. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, super cool. Now, you know, uh, so you told me that you don't really use Wi-Fi. Why is that? Um, Yeah, I don't have Wi-Fi in my apartment. I use the data, which I guess it's still putting out some, emitting some radiation, but I'm trying to minimize the amount of radiation and just toxic waves that can interfere with my bodily processes, my, you know, the communication within my nervous system, you know, my brain function. And that's what uh, Wi-Fi does. You know, these routers, especially, they emit so much radiation. If you have one in your home, put it as far away as you can from your bed, or especially like near fresh food, anywhere, just like put it where people are not. Um, yeah, I just, I try to minimize as much as possible. Granted, I do live in an apartment building, so they're all around me, but like, you know, these little things add up to big things and those matter, especially this, this day and age with, which I know we're about to get to the 5G cell towers. Um, that's just a whole nother thing. Uh, I, they literally are frying people's brains and children, especially like think about how quickly, like we were just saying quickly, Children are neurologically developing, especially their brains at a young age. You know, it's just they emit so much radiation. It is pain and it, you know, speeds down the neurological development that especially kids go through. Um, and, you know, it's even crazier. And there's a couple around Charleston, but when I was in Arizona a lot, they would disguise them as cacti, like huge cacti. And then I've also seen them in California as like big pine trees. So why are they trying to disguise them? You know, if they're not, you know, if they don't harm us, why are they trying to disguise them? So there's a lot of conspiracy arguments there, but I stand true to that. They are not like good for us as human beings. Yeah. I've seen some scientists and doctors in Europe say that they're harmful. And I know Belgium has, Belgium has uh, opposed putting them in place. So let's see what happens. Uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of debate going around the world at the moment 
on for that. sure. And it's obviously uh, like super early in the 5G game. So even if they're saying they're okay, we don't know. They've been in effect only a couple of years. So we don't know the detrimental effects they could have, you know, 20 years down the line. And also you've probably seen a picture floating around the internet. There's a guy in like a radiation hazmat suit putting these 5G towers together. They have to like really suit up in order mm. to, you know, assemble them. Yeah, well, that tells you something, doesn't it? So. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what? How can this? If it wasn't bad, they'd be up there in anything else. But like hazmat radiation suits. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's hope that we can get some more experts getting some research on that and making better decisions, or what the best decision on that will be moving forward. I agree. So, so I know I know that you're always keeping yourself in good shape. Uh, you're an advocate of water fasting. Is that correct? Yes. I I enjoy water fasting. I try to incorporate at least one 24 hour water fast every week or every other week, usually like Sunday night into Monday night, just good to restart every system of your body and then build from there. I, some like once a month, I'll try to do a longer one, either like 48 hours ish, 72. The longest I've done is 92 hours, just water. Um, Definitely make sure you're taking your electrolytes, you know, Himalayan sea salt, because your muscles need that obviously to function and fire, but it's just great to reboot causes autophagy at a certain point helps you get into ketosis. So you're burning fat. And, you know, as humans, we eat way too much and Mm -hmm. way too often. So it's just good to give your body a complete reset. There was actually a study done that showed that if you do one 10 day, I haven't done yet, but <laughs> 10 day water fast per year, it decreases your chances of, um, or your risk of cancer by 95%. Wow. So like, why wouldn't we all do that? You know, <laughs> like just reboot everything. I mean, I'm sure nobody want to be around me at, at the 10 day mark, but it is what it is. Yeah. I'd actually like to see that. I think I'll put, I'll put, I'm putting that challenge up to you 10 days. Right oh, now. here we go. I like a challenge, so it'll happen. <laughs> hey, quarantine. Yeah, <laughs> I need to just like quarantine. They call it the quarantine 15 because everybody's gaining weight because everybody's like stockpiled all this food. I'm like, yeah, this seems like a great time to fast. Yeah, I'm not even eating that much and I feel like I'm gaining weight. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, how does this happen? <laughs> well, that's all right. We'll work on that. Yeah. Uh, so... You know, in order to maintain being a badass like you are, you mentioned some of the things that you do. Uh, what, what, what do you do on a daily routine of sorts? Do you have a daily routine of sorts? For sure. Uh, in the morning, well, before studios and gyms and everything was closed, I am I'm big. I go to my gym. I try to get a 5 or 5.15 class in the morning just to, like, kickstart my day. But I have, like, my morning routine. When I wake up, I obviously wake up, I say, thank you. And then I like to do eight to 10 minute meditation, sometimes with a brain tap, other times just with something on Spotify. And then I do a little bit of scripture reading. And then I read from another book. I write my um, intention and affirmation for the day, which people are like, how do you come up with it? I'm like, I don't know, you meditate and you sleep well. And just like whatever comes you know, comes to you is, is what needs to be on the paper, but you know, writing things down gives it more validity and sticks with you, um, throughout the day. Uh, and then I write a quote that either I hear on a podcast or 
uh, I'm reading in a book or, you know, that just resonates with me. Whenever I hear a quote or anything, I, I put them in my phone. So then I transfer them onto that. And then I write five things I'm grateful for from the day before. So it's like a reflection of the day before, just kind of going over awesome things that happened. And then I, put a definition of a new word. So I'm trying to like expand my vocabulary in 2020. <laughs> You're learning the language. I'm just trying to get, you know, more uh, words in my vocabulary, but you know, neither here nor there. And then I just write my thoughts and then I go work out and then I have my bulletproof coffee and serve all my people. Wow. That's, that's, uh, that's pretty intense. Like it. <laughs> it doesn't really, it sounds like a lot, but it doesn't really take that long. It's like, it's yeah. like clockwork now. So have you seen a big shift in your days, like as opposed to when you didn't do it before as, and now? Oh, for sure. I'm definitely a creature of habit and taking those 15 minutes at the beginning of the day just to like get into state is, is so important. You know how it is serving, serving patients, serving your people. It's you want to be fully present and, you know, fully aware and, doing the work for yourself and on yourself so that you can just be there for them and give them the best adjustment and be the best doctor and chiropractor that you can be. So I, yeah, it's huge. Like if I don't get enough sleep and then like I miss part of it or I don't work out and I'm like, okay, reset. I need to redo that. But you know, it's definitely a habit at this point, which I'm grateful for. But at the beginning, it definitely wasn't like that. Cause it's a lot of people are like you do all that in the morning, but you know, <laughs> It's just, it's like clockwork, you know? And if you really enjoy something, it's like breathing. Yeah, definitely, definitely should breathe. As well. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, I, I encourage breathing. Belly breathing is best. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what is the, you know, after you've got this set up for your day, what is the coolest things that you've seen in your practice with the people that you serve or maybe a story that you can share with us? Man, um, probably I've had one patient, she literally, I was going over her scans with her as she like had progressed and obviously she's like, Oh, I don't have any back pain, neck pain anymore. And, um, she was like, Courtney, I want you to, t I want you to know like how much you and chiropractic have literally changed my life. She was like, sometimes I couldn't get out of bed because of anxiety. I would throw up. I would just, just debilitating, which I knew at the beginning, but you don't want to bring up symptoms to people, you know, that just like instills it in them, makes them, you know, bring more life to it. So I definitely don't talk about symptoms whenever I'm seeing a patient. Um, she was like, I enjoy getting out of bed now. And I coming to see you is like the highlight of my day. She was like, I need chiropractic in my life. You have literally transformed my life. She's in tears. I'm in tears. It was just, it was, it was an awesome, you know, miracle story because I mean I haven't been in practice that long you hear about all these miracle stories from other chiropractors and stuff and I remember hearing them especially when I was in school like I cannot wait to, to experience those and you know they're, they're starting to come it's it's a beautiful thing but that one definitely stuck out so yeah it's you know it's for people that may be listening you know just being able to wake up or go to sleep in peace and have the energy, it's a massive transformation, you know, so it's, it's a beautiful thing for sure. Absolutely. It's things we take for granted and, you know, we don't realize until it's interfered with kind of like being able to go outside when you want to, you know, it's, 
the things we take for granted, being able to get a great night's sleep, waking up without having debilitating anxiety or, you know, getting sick. It's so chiropractic is amazing and it works every time. Yeah. Is there anything that keeps you up at night? Um, going down rabbit holes, figuring out what's going on in the world. That's my current one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Now, is there anything coming up for you soon? I mean, I know we we don't really know what's going on in the world, but any new projects, any plans? Like, what are you working on right now? Well, I am supposed to move into a new office. Beautiful, like, space, 1,550 square feet. Like, got an architect who's one of my patients, and we, it just, it's going to be amazing. And these current events have kind of put a halt to that right now. So... I'm just sticking to the course, having faith um, that it will all come to fruition when it's supposed to. I mean, obviously, I want those doors to be open, but it's also a blessing in disguise that I don't have that huge amount of overhead and not enough butts and seats, you know, and not enough spines to love on right now. Or, you know, it's it's a tough it's a tough time. But I know it'll work out how it's supposed to, whether that's the space I need to be in or if it's just I need to focus on where I'm at right now. Um, and then also I'm going on a mission trip to Columbia in June. Oh, excellent. So yeah. Hopefully all these things will work out and happen when they're supposed to. I have faith. Yeah, definitely. You know, Columbia would be great. And if you have some spare time, you're welcome to come down here as well. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. That would be awesome. Yeah, so... I'm going to ask you, what, what does being a human mean to you? Hmm. Having present time consciousness, PTC. Um, being fully present is so important as a human because so many times we're stuck in the past, you know, sad, or thinking about the future, having debilitating anxiety and just not being able to enjoy where we're at at this present moment. And through everything I've been through over the past couple of years, it's like just really having presence and especially with family, obviously with patients too, but having presence with family and, you know, giving yourself space if you need to, to just like take a moment, breathe. Okay. Everything's all right. You know, it really is about just being present as a human for sure. Yeah, definitely. Especially in these times, no doubt about exactly. that. Amen. Yeah. And how can people uh, stay connected with you or follow you? If they want to find uh, out more. No, on Instagram, it's at Dr. Dr. Court, C-O-U-R-T-B Cairo. So Dr. Court B. Cairo. And then my practice one is at Connection Health Center. No spaces or anything. And then my Facebook is my name. I'm not as active on, on that one. So definitely on Instagram is the way to go. Oh yeah, that's cool. Definitely. I'll let people know about that. Now I have a question for you is what would you tell somebody who wants to serve vast numbers of people in their business? Um, get out, meet everybody you can do all the screenings, all the lunch and learns. I love lunch and learns. That's my way to go to make an impact because you get to work on, you know, public speaking and speaking the message of chiropractic and it's over a lot quicker than doing screenings. And it's, I mean, just the turnaround of it, I'm into that. Like, I love it as my lunch break. 
um, doing tons of lunch and learns if you can, um, and just getting out in the community, getting being part of networking groups that resonate with you. There's definitely some out there that are like the old boys club, especially in Charleston. It's, you know, a bunch of older men is not where I want to be. I want to be with like-minded fitness, young, healthy folks. Uh, so just getting out and getting out of your comfort zone, you know, it's not easy and there's no perfect time to do anything. You just got to start and take the leap and know that it all works out in perfect timing and that it's going to be okay. Yeah, that's great. Now, what do you do to prep yourself for these talks or how do you practice? Uh, do you have any tips about that? I, um, I would definitely connect with a mentor. I mean, I haven't done a ton in my day, but I've done a number. I can help anybody that like, you know, like a hand or my two cents and find, have a couple of different talks that you can do things that resonate with you. My, my go-to for the lunch and learns is, um, wellness in the workplace. So I talk about like ergonomics, obviously chiropractic. Um, so getting together a slideshow, that is just very to the point that people can, a lot of times people just start taking pictures because it's things we hear all the time and we can just talk about without even thinking about it. But it's a lot of times these people have no idea. They're like, oh, can you come over to my desk and show me how I need to sit? Absolutely. That starts another conversation. Then they're your patient. It's like, it's awesome. So just being super personable, getting out there, you know, the first couple, yeah, they're going to be scary. But everything you do the first time, it, it is scary, you know, and that means you're doing something right. You're stepping out of your comfort zone and they just get easier as time goes on. Yeah. And have you seen that in your community that people are receptive to uh, this chiropractic philosophy or inside out philosophy of life and other people like other businesses uh, maybe practicing similar types of philosophies as well? I am definitely more of the black sheep, if you will, for being a chiropractor, principal chiropractor. <clears throat> so no modalities or anything, but I have found, you know, there's a couple of docs within the area that we are all on the same mission. You know, we're not doing a bunch of therapies and stuff and we're not charging a bunch of insurance and, you know, just keeping the principal, the principal, you know, the adjustment is king, ADIO. Um, yeah. And letting the body heal, heal itself. So you definitely have to find your tribe just like everywhere, but I still love all chiropractors. If people are getting adjusted, at least they're getting adjusted, you know? So it's, and it's about educating, obviously are a huge part of our job, which I didn't realize until I got into practice is educating people. Cause they have no idea and you have to meet them where they're at and just go slow and love them through the process. Yeah. And have you found that uh, when you talk to people that they're receptive to uh, this, this type of philosophy of life? Most people are. You know, I feel like you, you know, the vibe you put out and the people that you're supposed to meet, you do. I really, I really truly believe that. You know, it's like you meet somebody at a networking event, especially, it, that's how I meet a lot of people is like networking events or at these talks and whatnot. And those people are on it. You know, those people are going to gravitate towards you because that's the energy that you're putting out. And those are the people you need in your life and you want in your practice. And that's just, that's the law of attraction and like the beauty of how life and the universe and everything works. Yeah, definitely. Now, what, what is your favorite Southern dish? Is like fried chicken, grits, 
What, what do you what do you go for? Well, being a <laughs> <On> vegetarian, <bread>. <laughs> <laughs> being a vegetarian. I mean, I okay. Breakfast, love me some grits for sure. Um, collard greens if they don't have the bacon in them, delicious, delicious. Any vegetable though, as long as it doesn't have like back fat in it, I'm I'm good with. So. It's hard to go wrong. Oh, fried okra. That's definitely up there for oh, sure. Yeah, I, forgot, I forgot about fried okra. It's been a long so time. Good. It's, it's, good, it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Delicious. Now I'm hungry. Where can I go? Oh, everything's closed. It's fine. Oh, uh, yeah. So you cook at home now? I do. I do a lot of cooking at home. Yeah, that's good. So you'll be fine. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. I do have that skill. I can cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the greatest added benefit of this time that we have right now that everyone's turning into a chef. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Let's see, there's beauty in the madness of all of it. We learn how to cook better. Yeah, definitely. And uh, maybe we'll see some cooking clothes from you. I don't know. <laughs> you never know. You know I'm going to have free time on my hands just like everybody else coming up. So. <laughs> yeah. And as, as I mentioned that, how do you plan to utilize the extra time that you have? Do you have... What do you think you'll do? Well, I'm going to be outside as much as I can, for sure. Even though it's like shunned, I need to be outside. I'm also going to, if I have internet, because I've heard internet can go out at any point, I need to redo my, my website. So that'll take a hefty chunk of time. It's one of those things I keep putting on the back burner because I know it's going to take a lot of um a lot of my energy and time and sanity. So those are my, my couple of things. And also getting into some books that I've put aside just cause I'm like, I'm too tired and I need to go to sleep kind of thing at night. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. That's good. That's good. You know, we have to utilize the time wisely for sure. Absolutely. Now, if, you, if, you, if you had to sum yourself up in one word, what would that be? Light. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> period. Light. Period. All right. I yeah, like that. Sure. Yeah. That can mean so many different things. So, um, you know, within the profession, as a person, my heart, my soul, my spirit. Uh, yeah. And I'd rather be in beautiful sunlight than darkness, you know. And we need a lot more light right now because there's a lot of darkness in our globe and in the world. So just being a beacon of light and being a lighthouse for my community, for my family, for friends, you know, and for myself. So. Yeah. And you may, you know, the name of your practice is connection, right? Mm -hmm. What does connection mean to you? It's kind of like transformed. It means something different. I feel like as practice goes on, it just like gets deeper and deeper, but obviously the, the connection that we have as chiropractors with, you know, our patient, you know, we have to connect. That's the initial thing we do. And if you can't connect and you can't, you know, feel their energy and then you're not going to deliver an amazing adjustment. So connection in that sense, um, connecting people from above, down, inside out, you know, connecting the disconnected from dis-ease to health. So, yeah, the, those are the baseline ones, and then we can get way deeper. But those are that's how it all kind of started. I've just always loved the word connection, and it can mean so many things to so many different people. So that's why I've always really loved that word. And do you think humanity has a hope to get connected once again? Oh, I definitely, I definitely believe it. It's going to take a lot of 
prayer and certainty from us as humans that we can get there. And a lot of us all working together and finding, you know, having love and compassion for each other because we have a long road to go. I mean, we see, you see where we're at right now as, as a whole, Um, but I do. And if I didn't, then I wouldn't be in this profession and, you know, feeling like having light within me that we can get there, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Definitely. Yeah. I just wanted to say thank you. Courtney, for this wonderful conversation. Yes, thank I look you. For, I look forward to seeing what you're up to and connecting and staying in touch with you. Absolutely. And, uh, I love and appreciate you, and I'll see you soon appreciate somewhere you. on the journey. Yes, for sure. Thank you so much. Definitely. Bye-bye. See ya.